drums and the tongue with a twig of the Arak tree. And this tree of Arak uh, is not very common in English, but they have a word for it the, the same, Al Arak tree or the toothbrush tree or the mustard tree the like of that with the Latin, Latin name Salvadora Persica Salvadora tree of Persia so commonly known as the toothbrush tree or the Arak tree so in Arabic Al Arak so he said so as siwak it means using the tooth stick using the siwak which is brushing the teeth, the gums and the tongue, with a twig of the Arak tree. And this siwak, this tooth stick, is well known. And it is the twig of this tree, the Arak tree, the tooth stick, tooth stick tree. And the virtue, I mean the virtue of using the, the siwak, it can be attained by using something else from that which or from other, other twigs which resemble it and what is correct is that it can also be attained by using a cloth or a finger however using a tooth stick is better in the virtue that comes in this chapter with regard to all the virtues about using the siwak cleaning the teeth and the mouth and gums with the siwak the sheikh is saying that that virtue it can be attained by using any other stick similar to the siwak, the tooth stick and even using a cloth or even using a finger but however what is better is to use the, the stick the tooth, actual tooth stick the siwak then he said, and the siwak, the siwak was mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or he meant, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned two tremendous benefits for it, as occurs in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, as siwaku matharatun lil fam, marbatun lil rabb. Hadith reported by Al-Nasai and Ibn Khuzayma and it will come in the chapter inshallah that the Prophet sallallahu said the siwak using the tooth stick is a means of purifying the mouth and a means of attaining the, attaining, attaining the pleasure of the Lord Sheikh said purifying the mouth meaning cleanses the mouth from any dirt or from any things which give an odour and from other than that from those things which can cause harm and he's saying little thumb that it cleanses or is a purification for the mouth this includes the whole of the mouth the teeth the gums and the tongue just as there occurs in the hadith of Abu Musa again a hadith which will follow in the chapter inshallah hadith reported by Bukhari Muslim that he entered upon the Prophet and found the end of the tooth stick being upon his tongue 
Yeah, Abu Musa radiallahu anh, he entered upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and saw him using the siwa, the tooth stick, and saw that he had got it, the end of it upon his tongue. So that's the first point of benefit. The first tremendous point of benefit being a purification for the mouth. And the Shaykh said, the second point of benefit is that it is a means of attaining the pleasure of the Lord. Meaning, that it is from the causes of Allah's being pleased with the servant if he uses the, mis- the siwak, the tooth stick. But then Shaykh Rukhimin, he said, and there are certain occasions when using the siwak, the tooth stick, is more emphasized. So indeed, it is something similar, it is something desirable at any time, every time. However, it is more emphasized on specific occasions. From them, and then the Shaykh goes on to mention, five occasions when it's ex- there's extra emphasis upon using the siwak, the tooth stick. So he begin, begins with that and says, firstly, he says, when the person gets up from sleep, for then it is from the sunnah for him that he should use the tooth stick. Because of the hadith of Hudayfa, that the Prophet wasallam, when he got up during the night, he would brush his mouth with the tooth stick. Meaning he would use the siwak, he would use the tooth stick. Again, the hadith will come in the chapter, inshallah. He said, and likewise, this is supported by the hadith of Aisha, that they used to get ready for him, for the Prophet wasallam, his siwak, his tooth stick, and his water for making wudu. So when he got up, he would use the tooth stick, and he would make wudu, and he would pray whatever Allah wished. And it is from the sunnah when getting up to pray during the night, whether it is during the night or the day. When a person wakes up to pray, whether it is during the night or the day. Because the mouth develops an odour. When a person sleeps, his mouth develops an odour. So it is from the sunnah that he then uses the tooth stick. That's the first case that the Shaykh mentioned. When it's extra, there's extra emphasis upon using the tooth stick when a person wakes up from sleep. The second one he mentions is, he said, and likewise it is from the sunnah, that when a person enters his house, when he first enters, that he uses the siwa, the tooth stick. Because Aisha was asked, with which thing did the messenger, sallallahu begin when he entered his house? So she said, As-Siwak, with the tooth stick. Again, the hadith, put by Muslim, and we'll follow in the chapter, inshallah. So it's the second occasion, when a person enters his house, first enters his house, he goes home, first thing he does, and he enters. Thirdly, the Shaykh said, thirdly, uh, he uses the Siwak prior to the prayer, prior to the Salah, so when he, w- he wants to pray, an obligatory prayer, or an optional prayer. A prayer which has ruku and sujood in it, bowing and prostration in it. Or the janazah prayer, funeral prayer. 
then it is from the sunnah that he uses the siwak. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, mentioned the first hadith of the chapter here, لَوْلَا أَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِي أَلَىٰ أَمَرْتُهُمْ بِالسِّوَاكِ إِنَّ كُلِّ سَرَاءٍ He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if it were not for fear that I would cause difficulty upon my nation, I would have commanded them to use the tooth stick with every prayer. So that's the third occasion when a person wants to pray, when a person is going to pray, the salah. And he mentions the fourth occasion. He said, And likewise, it is also from the sunnah uh, to use the miswak, to use the siwak. It is emphasized to use the tooth stick when you make wudu. And its place is with the madbada, with the washing of the mouth, or before it, or after it. However, that it is along with the wudu, as occurs from the Prophet wasallam. It's the fourth occasion when a person makes wudu. And he mentions the fifth, he said, and the ulama, the scholars, rahimahumullah, may Allah have mercy upon them, they join along with this the case of when a man's mouth its odour has altered on account of eating food or drinking milk or the like of it from that which has fat and when he eats food or when he drinks milk or something like that something which has fat then it is from the sunnah that he uses the toothstick because it will purify the mouth then he said overall summarizing and in any case the siwak using the toothstick is a sunnah and it is even more emphasized on certain occasions however with regard to its being sunnah then it is indeed legislated at every time even for a person who is fasting after zawal after the midpoint of the day even after that for he is just the same as other people. It is sunnah for him to use the tooth stick. And as for those who dislike that from the people of knowledge, then his saying has no proof for it. I mean the saying of some of the scholars, that it's dislike for a person who's fasting in particular to use it in the afternoon, meaning after the, after the start of the whole time, the last part of the day, second half of the day, daytime, it's dislike for him to use a tooth stick because of the hadith that the change in the person's breath is something pleasing to the Lord the change in the breath of, a, of the fasting person is something pleasing to the Lord so therefore uh, Imam Shafi he held that therefore it's disliked to get rid of that that, that smell you, you should leave it however Shaykh Muthimeen is mentioned here that what, that what is the saying of the majority of the scholars it was the saying of, as I mentioned of Abu Hanifa and Malik and Ahmad and from the students of Allah Shafi and Muzani and others Rahimahumullah that the correct saying is that it's not dislike for a person fasting even even in a person fasting even in the second half of the day is still recommended for him to use the miswak so back to what the Sheikh said he said as for those who dislike that from the people of knowledge 
that his saying has no proof for it. And what is correct is that a fasting person can use the, the tooth stick at the start of the day and at the end of the day. And Allah is the one who grants success. Just before moving on, and there's a point uh, connected here, that Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah, he said in his explanation of Muslim, he mentions likewise five places when it's, there's extra emphasis upon using the miswak. And he mentioned these same five points as Shaykh Al-Thameen mentioned, except he, he substituted one for, for, for another. But instead of mentioning when a person enters his house, instead of that, he mentioned uh, when a person recites the Qur'an, when a person is going to recite the Qur'an, that he uses the tooth stick there. And there's an evidence for that. He didn't mention it, but the evidence is there. The narration reported by Ibn Majah in his Sunan, Hadith 291, from Ali ibn Abi Talib, عن, that he said, himself said, Your mouths are pathways for the Quran. So purify them with the siwak, purify them with the tooth stick. As he said, Shaykh Albani declared this narration, Sahih, from Ali. And likewise, Shaykh Albani, in a Sahihah, Hadith 1213, he authenticates, he mentions this, and he mentions a longer wording, and authenticates that, being traced back to the Prophet that when a person recites Quran, then the angel draws closer and closer and closer, and a longer narration. With regard to the Hadith of the chapter, then the first of them, which be the only one that we take today, insha'Allah, Hadith 1204 And from Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said if it were not for the fact that I would cause difficulty for my nation or for the people I would have ordered them to use the tooth stick siwak along with every prayer agreed upon. As for who reports this hadith, then just as Imam Nawawi said, it's indeed agreed upon, being reported both by Al Bukhari and Muslim. You'll find it in the Sahih of Al Bukhari in Kitab al Jumu'ah, the book, the book of the Jumu'ah prayer, chapter 8, using the siwak, using the tooth stick on the day of Jumu'ah. Hadith 8, 887. 887. And the wording of Al-Bukhari is, as it occurs here, as brought by Nawawi here, لَوْلَا أَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِي أَوْ عَلَىٰ النَّاسِ If it were not for the fact that I feared causing difficulty for my nation or for the people. Also, Al-Bukhari brings it in Kitab al 
the book of hoping, the book of having uh, wishes. Chapter 9, what is permissible with regard to the use of the word low, if, had he 7,240, 7,240, reported by Muslim in his Sahih in the book of Purification, and almost all of them now bring it in Kitab al-Tahara, the book of Purification. And the wording of Muslim is If it were not that I feared causing difficulty for the believers then the Muslim said and that occurs in the hadith of Zuhair the Imam Muslim had three teachers he heard this hadith from one of them Zuhair, his wording was ummati. I did not fear causing difficulty for my nation Hadith 252 Also reported by all of the four Sunan Abu Dawud, in the Book of Purification, chapter 25, the Siwak, the, tooth, the tooth stick, hadith number 46. And the wording of Abu Dawud has an addition, لَوْلَا أَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَأَمَرْتُهُمْ بِتَأْخِيرِ الْإِشَاءِ وَبِالسِّوَاكِ إِلَّا كُلِّ الصَّرَاءِ The wording of Abu Dawud is, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa said, if it were not for fear of causing difficulty for the believers, I would have commanded them to delay the Isha prayer and to use the tooth stick with every prayer. Hadith number 46, and Shaykh Hubani declared that Quran Sahih. Also reported by Tirmidhi in the Book of Purification, chapter 18, which occurs with regard to the tooth stick, the Siwak, Hadith 22. Reported by Nasai in his Sunan, Book of Purification, chapter 7, the concession to use the tooth stick in the afternoon for the fasting person. Hadith number 7. And reported by Ibn Majah. Book of Purification, chapter 7, the tooth stick. Hadith number two, 287. And reported by others, by Imam Ahmad, Ad-Darimi, by Imam Malik, because it's a narration of Imam Malik, because the Al-Bukhari Muslim and the others, they take it from their sheikhs, from Imam Malik. So Imam Malik reports it in his Muatta, the Book of Purification, what occurs with regard to the tooth stick, are reported by others besides, such as Al-Bayhaqi in, in his Sunan, Book of Purification, what chapter the proof that the tooth stick is a Sunnah, and it is not obligatory. And in the second place, in the chapter, emphasis of using the tooth stick when getting up to pray. And reported by others besides, Al-Hubban, Abu Awana, Al-Baghul, Inshar Sunnah, and others besides. So in other words, this hadith is a hadith that's reported by all of the seven. Imam Ahmad, in his Musnad, Al-Bukhari, a Muslim, and the four Sunnah. As for some of the words in the hadith to make a mention of, then firstly, a point of, a point of note here, that I find it, Firstly, just with regard to this hadith in general, then Al-Hafidh Ibn Abdul Bar said in his book Al-Istidkar, he said, this hadith is taken by the people of knowledge to have happened from him, alayhi salam, whilst he was giving a khutbah upon the mimbar. 
the people of knowledge, they take it that this hadith was said by the Prophet وسلم, whilst he was giving khutbah upon the mimbar. That might, it might be something indicated by the first chapter heading of Al-Bukhari, the use of the siwak on the day of Jumu'ah. With regard to some of the words, anyway, in the hadith, firstly, the saying of the Prophet وسلم, if it were not, then Shaykh Abdullah al-Bassam said in his explanation of Burugh al-Maram, Tawbih al-Ahkam. With regard to Lawla, if it were not, for such and such, he said, this is a word to connect a prevention of the second thing because of the presence of the first thing. Meaning, if it were not for this reason here, I would have done that thing there. But because, in other words, because this thing here is present, I will not do that thing there. So it's a word, lawla in Arabic. It's a word, he said, it's a word to connect prevention of one of the second thing because of the presence of the first thing. And the meaning here is, if it were not for fear that I would cause difficulty for my nation, I would have commanded them with a command of obligation. As for the phrase an ashukka that I would cause difficulty if it were not for fear that I would cause difficulty this word ashukku I would cause mashakka I would cause difficulty then again Shaykh Abdullah al-Bassam said in his explanation of the Quran ashukk here he said is difficulty and hardship difficulty and hardship on the same point al-Munawi said in Fayd al-Qadir his explanation of al-Jami al-Saghir Al-Mashakka, this word Mashakka, is that which it is difficult for the souls to bear. As for the phrase, ala ummati, ala nas, either for my nation or for the people. Then, Al-Hafid ibn Hajj said in Fatubari, and likewise Asiyuti said in his explanation of Bukhari, but Tawshih, this was, a de- this was a doubt from the narrator. I mean, the wording of the hadith is not like that. The Prophet didn't say these, both of those words together. But the narrator doubted whether the Prophet said, ala ummati, or whether he said, ala nurse. I fear causing difficulty for my nation, <coughs> or he said, for the people. As for the phrase, la amartuhum, I would have commanded them. Then al be said in his explanation of Muslim, al muhim Meaning, I would have made that wajib, I would have made that binding upon them. And lastly, the word as-siwak, that was the main word, as-siwak, the tooth stick. Imam Nawawi said in his explanation of Muslim, this term as-siwak is used for the action. It's used for the action of cleaning the teeth, brushing the teeth. And it's used for the wood. Which the, two, which the teeth are cleaned with. It's used for the tool, the toothstick itself, and it's also used and applied for the action of doing that, of cleaning the teeth. Both. Likewise, as Shaykh Abdullah al-Bassam said in his explanation of Burugh al-Maram, I would have commanded them with the siwak, he said, meaning, using the toothstick. I would have commanded them with using the toothstick. As for the points of benefit that can be taken from the hadith, and amongst them are the following 16 points of benefit. Firstly, that which Al-Hafidh al-Mundiri said 
uh, or brought us a chapter heading in his book at Tarheeb at Tarheeb, which was encouragement with regard to using the tooth stick and what occurs with regard to its virtue. Secondly, the second point of benefit, that which Imam Anawi said in his explanation of Muslim, it contains a proof for the virtue of using the tooth stick with every prayer. The first point of benefit is with regard to general, in general using the tooth stick. And secondly, the specific point, it it contains a proof of the virtue of using the tooth stick with every prayer. Thirdly, and this is quite a long point, there's some issues involved. Thirdly, that which Al-Hafidh ibn Hajjah said in Fatshul Bari, and mostly following points are from Al-Hafidh ibn Hajjah. So, point number three, that which Al-Hafidh ibn Hajjah said in Fatshul Bari, he said, Ash-Shafi'i said, obviously Imam Ash-Shafi'i, Rahimullah, he said, Ash-Shafi'i said, it contains a proof that the use of the tooth stick is not wajib, is not obligatory. Because if it had been obligatory, he would have commanded them with it. Whether it was going to cause difficulty for them or not. The end of the quote from Imam Shafi. If it, was, if it really was obligatory, the Prophet would have commanded them. Whether it made things difficult for them or whether it didn't. If it was obligatory, he would have commanded them with it. Then Al-Hafid continued. And the saying that it is not obligatory was the saying of the majority of the people of knowledge. Indeed, some of them claim ijma consensus upon that. However, Sheikh Abu Hamid, that's the famous Shafi, he's called Abu Hamid al-Isfarayini, he said, however, Sheikh Abu Hamid, and he was followed in that by al-Mawaradi, quoted from Ishaq bin Rahway, great, great Imam Ishaq bin Rahway, that he said, it is obligatory for every prayer. So whoever leaves it deliberately, his prayer will be null and void. And also from Dawood, from Dawood, Dawood ibn Ali al-Zahiri, that he said, it is obligatory, wajib, but it is not a sharat, it is not a condition. Then Ibn Hajjah said, and those who said it was obligatory, they use as proof the fact that there is a command with regard to it. So Ibn Majah reported from a hadith of Abu Umama from the Prophet Tasawwaku use the tooth stick. As a side point here, this narration was declared da'if in Ibn Majah, it's hadith 289, and declared da'if weak by Shaykh Alban. And he said, quoting second evidence, and Ahmad reported it's like from a hadith of al Al-Abbas Again, as a side point, this narration is reported by Imam Ahmad, volume 3, page 442, with the wording, Why is it that you enter upon me with discolored teeth? Istaku, use the tooth stick. Again, this narration was declared da'if by Shaykh al-Bani in Abda'ifa, number 1748. Then, Al-Hafid ibn said, And there occurs in the Muatta, in Muatta Imam Malik, in the middle of the hadith, Alaykum bisiwak, use the tooth stick. Then Al-Hafid ibn Hajjah summarizes and says, وَلَا يَثْبُتْ شَيْءٌ مِّنْهَا But none of these are established. None of these proofs are authentic. None of these proofs are established. And that, that again is a side point. That was the same thing said by Al-Hafid al-Iraqi 
in partial tathrib. All the narrations commanding the Siwak in this way, all these ones that are used to say it's briefly, are not, uh, not authentic. Then our Hafiz Ibn Hajar said, and even if they were authentic, then what is understood to be being negated here in this hadith is the command to use it with every single prayer. Not an unrestricted command. And, and negation of the restricted thing here does not necessitate negating the unrestricted. Even if it were authentic, a general command to use the siwak, we use the siwak, alaykum bis siwak, use the siwak. Even if that were authentic, then that doesn't necessarily mean that it's obligatory to use it with every prayer. And he said, and even if the, the unrestricted were authentic, it doesn't mean that it would be repeated for every occasion. Imam Nawawi, and again a side point here, Imam Nawawi said, because we heard a quote there from Dawud al-Zahiri and, and before him from his teacher, Ishaq ibn Rahulay, that they held it to be obligatory to use the miswak, the siwak, to stick. And Imam Nawawi, he quoted, when he commented upon this, he said, our companions, the later ones from our companions, mean the Shafi'i scholars, they criticized Sheikh Abu Hamid and others for quoting this saying of obligation from Dawood. And they said his position was actually that it is a sunnah. It's not correct to say Dawood or Vahri held its obligatory to use Miswak. And as for Ishaq, then it's not authentic, this thing being quoted from him at all. And Allah knows best. If you've forgotten the actual point of benefit, the point of benefit, the main one was what Imam Shafi'i said, that it contains a proof, this hadith, that the using the tooth stick is not wajib, not obligatory. And that being the same of the great majority of the scholars, and some even quote consensus upon it. As for the fourth point of benefit, then again Al Hafid ibn Hajj said in Fatul Bari, and for quite a, the rest of the points for quite a while are from Al Hafid ibn Hajj in Fatul Bari. So the fourth one is, he's saying, Kulli Salat, every prayer is used as a proof to show that it is recommended for the obligatory prayers and for the optional prayers. And it is possible that what is meant could be the obligatory prayers. And also those optional prayers which are like them, which don't follow on from other prayers, such as the Eid prayer. And this was the view preferred by Abu Sharma. I mean, either, the first thing you mentioned, it's, it, it refers because the, the wording in the Kudli Salah, with every prayer. So that can mean every prayer, every obligatory prayer, every optional prayer. Or a possible second understanding is, understood by some, it means the obligatory prayers. But also includes prayers which are like the obligatory prayers, like the Eid prayer, and so on and so forth. As opposed to the Sunnah prayers which go along with an obligatory prayer. Sunnahs before the Sunnah before Asad, then that goes along with the obligatory prayer. As for the fifth point of benefit, then again Al-Hafid ibn Hajar said, An-Nasai use it as proof for the recommendation of using the tooth stick for the person who is fasting. After noon, meaning in the afternoon, 
because of the generality of his saying لِكُلِّ salah for every prayer which includes uh, obviously includes Asr prayer includes the Maghri prayer includes every prayer so that's why Imam al-Nasai used this this hadith to show it's recommended to use it in his tooth stick even for a fasting person even in the afternoon as for the sixth point of benefit then again Al-Hafid al-Hajjah said it contains a proof that a command brings about wujub brings about obligation and this is a very important point from Usul al-Fiqh which these scholars have uh, emphasized and this is a strong evidence for it this hadith is a strong emphasis for this point from Usul al-Fiqh I mean, a command from the book a command from Allah the Most High or a command from the Prophet وسلم, the basic rule with regard to it if we have a command it means obligation unless something else proves otherwise the basic rule is it means obligation so Al-Hafid ibn Hajjah said about this hadith it contains a proof that a command brings about obligation wujub from two aspects firstly that he negated there being a command here even though recommendation remains so if the command brought about recommendation it would not be permissible to negate it in other words the Prophet in this hadith he clearly showed that he was not commanding this thing however we know from we know that it's something recommended so therefore a command cannot mean just recommendation and he mentioned the second aspect he said secondly that he made a command something that would be difficult upon them and this will only be deserving of being the case if the command brings about obligation since a recommendation does not bring about difficulty because it is permissible to leave it if something is recommended you can leave it if you don't want to do it so there's no difficulty in a, in a recommendation only again showing and proving that a command is obligatory seventh point of benefit is he said of Hafid ibn Hajar again the hadith shows and there's some difficulty in the wording of this one uh, have to bear with me <coughs> Al-Hafid ibn Hajar said the hadith shows that the command being negated was on account of difficulty because absence of the negating factor would mean confirmation of the thing itself so a, com- a command being negated is therefore because of the presence of difficulty in summary need to sort of sit and think about the point in summary establishing that the reason that it was not commanded was because of difficulty as for the eighth point of benefit that again Al-Hafid ibn Hajjah said Al-Muhallib Al-Muhallib said it shows that recommended acts are raised up recommended acts that are taken away if difficulty is feared from them if something is recommended if, if it's feared that it will put you into difficulty then it's raised up for that on that occasion the ninth point of benefit is that which again Al-Hafid ibn Hajjah said he said as Sheikh Abu Ishaq said in his book Al-Luma the hadith contains a proof that calling for something or requesting something upon the basis of recommendation 
is not an amr, is not a command in reality. Because using the tooth stick with every prayer is something recommended. Whereas the bringer of the legislation stated that he did not command it. He stated that he, he clearly showed it's been recommended and he clearly said that he's not commanding it. So therefore a recommendation, we don't call it a command. The tenth point of benefit, again, of Hafiz ibn Hajjah said, it shows that which the Prophet was upon with regard to compassion towards his nation. The eleventh point of benefit, again, of Hafiz ibn Hajjah said, a point of note, a point of benefit. He said, Ibn Daqiq al-Eid said, the wisdom behind the recommendation of using the tooth stick when getting up for the prayer is because that is a state when a person seeks to draw closer to Allah. So therefore it necessitates that it should be a condition of completeness and cleanness to manifest the honour of that act of worship. As for the twelfth point of benefit, then, that which is indicated by the chapter heading of Al-Bukhari, that which is permissible from the use of the word law, if, if this, such and such, in indicating that there are certain, obviously that there are other authentic narrations where Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he forbade the use of law, that one of you should not say law, if only I had done such and such. Because saying, if only I had done such and such, opens the door to shaitan, opens the door to Satan. But this, this hadith is showing that there are certain occasions when the meaning, when it's used not in that way, not in a way, as some of the explainers mentioned, that contains negation of Allah's pre-decree, or doubting Allah's pre-decree, or the like, then there's no harm in using the word law, like in this hadith. If it were not for this reason, then that would happen, that would, I would do that. As for the thirteenth point of benefit, almost reached the end now, inshaAllah, as for the thirteenth point of benefit, then that which Shaykh Abdullah al-Bassam said in Tawdih al-Ahkam, his explanation of Bulug al-Maram, he said, many of the virtuous acts of worship were left by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa He left off doing them, along with his nation, or left off commanding them with it. For fear that they would be made, for fear that they would be made obligatory upon them, these acts would be made obligatory upon them. And the like of that is the night prayer in congregation in Ramadan, and using the tooth stick, and delaying the Isha prayer to its preferred time. All of this he he left out of compassion for his nation, and out of mercy upon them, and out of fear for them. And this was from his honourable manners, which are as Allah the Most High described in his saying about him, Azizun alayhi ma'anittum harisun alaykum bil mu'minina ra'ufun rahim. Sort of Tawbah, the ninth surah, I 128, with the explanation that it troubles him, regards to Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that it troubles him greatly that anything should cause you difficulty. He is anxious for your guidance, and to the believers, he is compassionate 
and merciful. As for the fourteenth point of benefit, again Sheikh al-Bassam said, it shows the extensiveness and the gentleness of this legislation, this Islamic legislation, and how it is fully compatible with the weak human nature. He said, He the Most High said, Yuridullahu and Yukhafifa Ankum. Surah Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 28, with the explanation, Allah wishes to make things easy for you, or Allah wishes to reduce, make things light, lighter for you. And he said, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd surah, ayah 78, with the explanation, And Allah did not make any difficulty upon you in the religion. As for the 15th point of benefit, then again, as Shaykh al-Bassam said, this, had, this tremendous hadith is a proof for the principle of the legislation, which is, Dar al-Mafasid muqaddamun ala jalbil masalih. Again, another great principle, from the major principles behind Usul al-Fiqh, which is that repelling evils takes precedence over bringing benefits. He said, so the, e- the possible evil effect here of people falling into sin because of their leaving off something obligatory prevented from bringing the benefit of, y- of using the siwak, the tooth stick, with every wudu. And the sixteenth and last point of benefit is that which Ibn al-Mulaqqin mentioned in his explanation of al-Bukhari at Tawdih that this hadith shows the permissibility of using the tooth stick in the mosque Ibahatus Siwak for the masjid in country to what some of the people in knowledge hold that it's not, it's not good manners or not correct to use the, the miswak, use siwak tooth stick inside the mosque they say you should go outside because you're, you're removing dirt it's not something befitting for the mosque you should go outside and do it so Ibn al-Mulaqin mentioned this as he shows the permissibility of using the suwak to stick inside the mosque. Walhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa sallallahu ala yeah. Just as brothers and once I was talking, so I know problems. Uh,